Welcome back to the Body Podcast. We talk strength, conditioning, lifestyle, and everything in between. We have four new mentees who joined our team, and we want you to get to know them because soon they'll be kicking your ass in class. Welcome, another new trainer to the Body Podcast. I'm not going to say her name because I would like her to pronounce it for everyone correctly. Okay. How do you say your name? Okay. For everyone listening that doesn't know. I'm going to preface with it's not Natalie. Not Natalie. Natalie is not my name. So could we call you not Natalie? No. Okay. Still no. Uh, Natel. Natel. Last like, name? Natel. 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 Gentilly. Gentilly. Yes. For all you people, Natel. <laughs> Gentilly. Not Natalie. Not but Natalie. But you can't call her not Natalie. No, please don't call me not okay. Natalie. Or Natalie. Or I mean, Nat. if you do it the first time, it's Any fine. nicknames? Um, Nutella? People have called me that before, but not in my adult life. Just like... <laughs> As a college, kid. Yeah. drunk life. Um, my family calls me Telly. Telly, okay. Telly's a nickname that people call me. Um, that's really it. Okay, so we're going with your name. Yep, Natel. Natel. Works great. Perfect. All right, yep. well, <laughs> let's, uh, Natel, yep. tell us a little bit about yourself here. Okay. I am from Orange County, California. So I'm gross. a beach girly. Did you say gross? Gross, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Drinking my mimosa. I'm trying to have a... Okay, cool. I don't think anyone would say gross to Orange County, but beach girl. But I love everything about California, except how expensive it is to live there. Um, Grew up with my sister. My sister's name is Skye, spelled the same way as Coach Skye. She also lives in Arizona with me. Um, My parents are very Italian people, so grew up in a very Italian household. Started gymnastics when I was two years old in California. Built that up until I was second in the nation when I was 12, and then kept competing through high school, tried the Olympic route, absolutely hated it, stayed in club gymnastics, and then got a scholarship to Arizona State University. Perfect. And when I say gross, I meant more, you were in Arizona before it was cool for California to move exactly. to Arizona. Exactly. When now, anyone now, ever says like, don't California, Arizona, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been here for like 10 years. Like, be, I, that's why I feel like there's people have been here from California so long. When you're like, oh, we're from California. Oh, you just moved here. Exactly. You're like, no, I've been here yeah. way before COVID. Rude. I came here before uh, Tempe Town Lake had buildings, you know? <laughs> so. I was here in 2011. So I would like to say that I'm not California, California eating Arizona. Perfect. Yeah. Got, we got that out of the way. Yeah, great. All right, so yeah, I want to go back to like, gymnastics is such a, like, a, a fascinating, crazy sport because you think you see all these stories about like, you know, uh, af- uh, sports moms and parents that are just mm-hmm. at age like 10, 12 in, in basketball when I coach them. I was like, dude, your kid's not like, let's not worry about the NBA. Let's worry about getting better and stuff. But in gymnastics, at like eight years old, they start, you start talking about like the Olympic training. And yeah. it is, if you start talking about making like the NBA eight years old, people will be like, dude, there's so much growth you don't know. But in gymnastics, it's like eight years old. They start talking about it. Yeah. What's, um, I guess what's, is that when you were eight, nine, ten, and you were like ranked, you're just like, oh, let's try the Olympics. And it just becomes two. Is it just burnt out? Is it? Um, so they never really started talking about it at that age because I had already kind of been really good. Like I can say that I never had to try that hard. I had more of like a God-given talent for the sport and things just worked for me. So I would see like my sister would try so hard and then 
things kind of just like clicked in for me. And so I could probably see why that'd be really annoying. But once I hit like, I want to say like six years old, like it just was working and I was growing in the levels and I was always winning the youngest age group. So they started doing like the Olympic training program at the gym. Like we didn't really say like, Oh, let's start talking about it with your parents or anything like that. It was kind of just given. So I went to Olympic training camp when I was 12 in Colorado Springs, did the training camp program. Then in order to go to the Olympics, you have to basically clear elite, which is two different routines on every single event. I was skipping school, working out in the morning, all the way to the night. And it was just too much. And I ended up not liking gymnastics anymore. So it got to a point where I walked out of the gym one day and was like, I quit. Like I'm done with this sport. It's just too much. And my sister was currently at Arizona State doing gymnastics there because she also was a gymnast. Um, And she called me and was like, you can't quit. Like, if you don't like the Olympic training, just go to college like I did. Like, just take that approach. So I ended up doing level 10 for like eight years, which in today's world is kind of unheard of. But I was level 10 when I was 12 years old. So I just bought it out until college and then got to go to ASU with a scholarship. So were there other gymnastics schools recruiting you and you just was like, I'm going to ASU. My sister goes there. Yeah. So I ended up getting like 56 letters to different schools. And my first one was from LSU when I was 12 and my coach had me right back in crayon that they weren't allowed to talk to me yet because I was too young. That's actually where your coach should be like, hey, do it in crayon to yeah. make them make them kind of feel bad. Yes. Yeah. So I had a lot of letters and I only toured ASU um, because my sister went there. But the UCLA coach really wanted me to go. I went to a me ASU versus UCLA to watch my sister and I was wearing an ASU shirt and the UCLA coach came over and put a UCLA sweatshirt on over mm-hmm. me. And then I was narrowing between ASU and Stanford and... And every right person in their mind would pick ASU yeah, or Stanford. Exa- I mean, exactly. it is the Harvard of Arizona, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> oh, my God. That, <laughs> that reminds me of my friend picked um, UMass over Princeton for sports. Okay. And I said, that was the dumbest decision any human's ever made. And I think you're up there with that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. I mean that in the, like a tongue-in-cheek way. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Stanford, ASU, just non-sports related. Yes. Imagine just be like, oh, what are your two choices to go to school? And you're just like, ah, Stanford, UCLA, ASU. And you'd be like, cool. So you're going to ASU? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you just, like, oh, I'm going to play, you know, gymnastics. Yeah, I was a little sister that was obsessed with her big sister and wanted to do everything that she did. So it was no question. I didn't even tour any would, of the other oh, schools. I would hold that over her head just as yeah. a joke. Be like, hey, like, I could have been in Stanford, but... You oh, made me go to ASU because yeah. I liked you so much. So you owe me some payback. <laughs> yeah. No, it worked. I mean, everything happens for a reason. It worked out perfectly, but I ended up going to ASU. Um, I actually competed my first two years. Then I had a really bad injury my second year of college. Um, I had a really bad back my entire life. I had to do a competition with some procedures done on my back. I ended up smashing my face on the vaulting table. My nose shattered and fell out of my face. And I had a bunch of different surgeries for that. And then I had a really bad concussion. So I ended up being done with gymnastics sooner than I would have thought that I was going to be done. Okay. Now, what did you, I guess, did you compete like all around or did you have yes. like, okay. Yep. I did all around. So vault bars, beam floor, all four of them. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Now, any, so, I mean, you're I'm trying to think. You said you're 30. I'm 30. So you were probably around the same age as, like, when you were at the Olympic trials. Were you with any of those 
I'm trying to think, like Allie Rays was like thirty now too. Like those, like those, that that like um, what do they call them? The fantastic. Fab, fab Five, I The think. Fab Five or whatever that won the yeah. gold? Um, uh, I wasn't in trials. I did training camp. Okay. But, yes, I did compete against Allie Raisman, Jordan Williams. That whole crew that, was my age range. So okay, I competed that, yeah. against them in club growing up, and then they went the Olympic I just remember I was working at a gym in Massachusetts. That's where uh, Allie's from. Yeah. And so they walked in, and the girl that was, like, working was like, that that's that gymnast. She's going to be like in the Olympics. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I'm like following like high school. I don't know. Like, yeah. okay. And she like went in the gym, worked out, came back. Yeah, and then like, literally I like, I looked at the name. I was like, okay, cool. And then like, literally like three years later, yeah. I was like, I think that's like, they like, need a mess. I'm like, that's the girl that came to our gym all the time. Yeah, that my um, friend was, this girl was just like that. She's like an Olympian. I was like, yeah. oh, so. I mean, hindsight, thank goodness I didn't go to the Olympics because that was the group that had all the problems oh, yeah, with everything. The- so looking back at it, I'm very glad I made the decision that yeah, I yeah. made. Um, but yeah, that was the group I competed against my whole life. Interesting. Um, so you get out after college, I guess you, you get into sports MLB yep. and the NHL. Yep. Did you study sports in college? You- nope. No. So I studied communications because I was like, yeah, what's something I can just graduate with? I was very, I don't know (laughs) how to this day, but I never thought that I was going to have a job. I thought gymnastics was life and I never thought beyond coach it, cheat, teach it. No, just, I thought I was just always going to be a gymnast. It's the dumbest thing to say now, but my brain never saw past it because that's all I knew. So when I got hurt, I was kind of like, what? do I do now? And when I was competing at ASU, it's more of a show. The video board's going, the lights are going, you're throwing t-shirts out. And I started just looking around and being like, why are you here to the camera guy? And what is this? And whoa, like the video board's watching this and replays and whatnot. So I started just asking questions. My friend was a dugout diva, which is a promo girl at Salt River Fields back in the day. So I started there as a promo girl, but I refused to dance or do anything like that. So I ended up tumbling down the dugout every seventh inning back and forth um, doing that for a year. Then I became an assistant for operations there. So I did everything there for like spring training, fall league, any events that came through Salt River Fields, graduated college and got my first job with the San Diego Padres and moved out to San Diego for three years working for the baseball team there. All right. My college buddy works for the Padres. It's Nate. crazy. Jeff Farmer? I know Jeff. You know Jeff? Yeah. I know Jeff, yes. Jeff, uh, were you there during the World Baseball Classic? Yep. I produced the World Baseball oh, Classic. Oh, Jeff gave me my tickets. I had <laughs> front row seats be behind the Dominican uh, bench. Like the oh, that's the, hilarious. The, the first seats. Yes. I was with my, my girlfriend at the time, and he gave me tickets. He like shows up, and he like hands me tickets, and he's like... He's like, I, 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 this is the best I could do. I'm like, oh, thank you. Do anything. Things are great. And uh, you know what? We went in. Uh, dog just barking in my ear. Um, it said it had the double letters. It said like oh. CC. And I go, oh, if we're, if we're going double, like I doubt it goes ABC. Then the double, I think we're pretty close. And we start walking down and I was like, Ooh, we're, we're probably three rows. But because of the dugout goes in, like we sat right on the dugout there. Dang. Yeah, I mean, I got lucky enough. My three years there, I got the All-Star Game and yep. the World Baseball Classic. I missed the, um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see the uh, Adam Jones catch. I was that, there for that. That was an iconic yep. play. And I, I had moved, literally I went there. And then like three days later, I moved to Scottsdale. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was like the last thing I did in uh it's like the last thing I did in um, San Diego before I moved here. But nice. yeah. Yeah. So started in baseball yeah. and then grew out of that. Wanted to come back to Arizona. So I worked for Arizona State Athletics for football, basketball, and baseball. Um, so I did that for two years. And then I started with the Coyotes when they were in Glendale. Um, so this is my fourth year now with the Coyotes. 
Okay. And you do all the production and so like, every, so I guess what people don't understand when you work in sports yep. is there's so much that goes behind the scenes. There's like game operations, yep. which you're doing like the production of it. So kind of talk a little bit about what you do yeah. like, like and everything that goes into the productions when there's timeouts, TV yep. commercials. So the best way I can explain my job, because it's a long winded answer is Pretend you're going to a hockey game, and the only thing that's happening at that hockey game is the players playing the game on the ice. There is no goal horn, there is no music, there is no videos, there are no graphics. Nothing else is happening except the players playing the game. It's not going to be as fun for the fans, especially if you're not a fan of the sport and you just want to have a good time. So all of those games are scripted. So I write all the scripts for the games, which involves everything the PA announcer says, everything the host says, what graphics are going on the board and when, videos, music, replays. Sponsors. Sponsors, all of those things. So I manage all of the content that goes into the game. So we have a production team that creates the content. I'm the one requesting what I want to put into the game, as well as what corporate partners need to put into the game. And then... During the game, I am on a headset. I have a staff of around 65 people. So from the control room to the cheerleaders to the stage managers on the ground, anyone you see running around in a headset, that's my team. And I'm on a headset up in a booth and I'm calling for everything. So I'm calling for replays, music, what happens at this timeout, what's coming up next. If a goal were to happen, that goal horn, the sequence after the goal, everything that's happening to make you enjoy the game that's not just the players on the ice. So this headset's a little different than the one I'll wear at body, but. And when you say it's scripted, you actually know the outcome of the team winning and losing too, right? No, that is where (laughs) a lot of pivoting happens in the game. If you ask my crew, they will laugh because I don't think a single game has gone to script and (laughs) they're the ones running around making all the changes happen that I call for. So no, it's uh, I think there was like a viral the viral message, like, oh, yeah, the this NFL player jokingly was like, oh, yeah, the games are scripted. Like, <laughs> I, I I was told, like, I'm going to get injured in week 14, so that's what I, like, pretended to have an injury. Nope. And, like, it went viral. And it's a whole, like, thing, so. Yeah. But, all right, so, and, and, and who is your worst employee, and why is it Madison Wayne? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Madison Wayne is Ugh. the best. Madison's the in-game host. She's, like, Madison the one you'll see on the TV a lot. Correct. Madison's our in-arena host, so she's telling you to get loud. She's telling you to catch some T-shirts. Um, I was a part of hiring her three years ago, and she's now turned into one of my best friends. Yeah. And She's a body member. That's why I brought it up. She is. And she's going to listen to this, so yeah. <laughs> a couple dags at her. Uh, she's the best. Yeah. So, all right. So, you, you get in the NHL. I guess, what's the difference between... Uh, MLB in the NHL from your job perspective MLB can last hours tens of hours hockey's on a clock I love that hockey is on a clock less commercials TV timeouts too less TV timeouts everything is timed baseball can go forever I didn't work in baseball when there was the pitch clock so I know it's sped up a little bit lately but hockey's also very intense and there's always action happening you won't get bored Baseball, you can get bored a little bit, but hockey, you don't. And there's fights a lot, and that's my favorite part of the game. But yeah, I, I said I've said this, and again, I grew up playing hockey when I was like six and seven before I chose basketball. Dumb mistake on my part. <laughs> um, but hockey is, I think, the best sport to watch in person. Yep. Maybe not the best on TV, but in person, yeah. it is the best sport to watch. It's fun, and you're at the Mall Center where. 
every seat's a good seat right now. Oh yeah. Like you don't, you don't have to be in the nosebleeds. Like every seat's a lower bowl. Yep. Um, so I would always say that if you can get to a hockey, it's like the one thing that I just think it in person is just yeah. so much better. It's a vibe. It's a good time. Even if you lose, it's still a good time. Yeah. And you guys are actually good this year. Yeah. Very good this year. I know. It's exciting. So that's good. All right. So everyone has like a different path to body, how they became a trainer. But I guess you were a member before becoming a trainer. Yeah. How did you hear about body? When did you join? Yep. I joined in 2020 before shutdown happened. So I actually started boxing up in the sweat box in the old room with Harper. Before COVID started. Correct. So when it was just Harper up there, before Ramsey started teaching boxing up there. Um, I started boxing upstairs and then when I came out of gymnastics, I kind of boycotted working out for a little bit because my whole life was being told to work out and it had a very negative side too. getting told that you were too fat, that you need to sweat off the weight. You're not worth it unless you're skinny. It was a lot that went into it behind the scenes that gave me a lot of kind of wounds that needed to be healed. So I stepped away from working out for a bit and then I found body and I started going back for myself this time and I started as like a little cardio bunny. I was only taking sweat classes, which is crazy to think about now. I've said this when I first joined, the sweat classes were packed. Yes. Like, I mean, 5.30 on a, a Monday, oh, Wednesday, yeah. Friday, there was 95 people. Like, like, people only took sweat. And I don't know where the change came, but sweat was packed, strength was not, and it was still packed. Yeah. But it was sweat with so many people. I don't know, maybe like COVID happened and people started learning more about how much lifting does education. more. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if more people are saying that and, and lifting became more cool and more popular and cardio became less. Yeah. I don't know where it switched, but for some reason, like if you go to a sweat class, it, it like strength to sweat. It's like, it's the opposite was yep. than it was before COVID. And I remember like it was, I mean, 95 people in, in a sweat class. Oh, it was wild. So I took sweat classes only for a while and then bodies actually what taught me strength training. So COVID happened and the condo that I was living in, the gym stayed open for some reason. So I would take all the Zoom strength classes. So that's how I started learning weights and dumbbells and how that works for your body. I started doing the research behind what actually is good for your body and what's healthy for your body and good for your joints, especially because my joints were shot after 20 years of gymnastics. So started finding a love for strength training and the strength training healed a huge piece yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this. You obviously were in college in like 2011, 12, like that yep. time. When you were, obviously you have a strength coach at ASU. Yep. I know the strength co- program is very good now. Um, shout out Leanne. She's the best. But um, <laughs> she, before you were saying like you, this is the first time you did strength training. There was, a, when you did gymnastics, it was about being skinny petite so you could be more aerodynamic and flip and it wasn't as much like sh- being lifting. Like, do you think trainings change from 2011 to the gymnastics team is probably lifting more now and doing more strength training and getting educated on that yeah. than what it was before when you were there? Because you said, this is the first time I did strength training. I'm yeah. thinking, well, you're a college at, like, I know we were lifting a lot when I played. Like, Sure. We were doing more body weight, like no dumbbells. Like okay. we weren't doing curl to press. We weren't doing anything like that. We were doing pull-ups. We were doing leg lifts. We were doing push-ups. We were yeah. doing flips to stick multiple times in a row. Um, in college, our coach made us push his truck outside in a hundred degree weather up and down while it was in neutral. So we did like very extreme. So like sprinting a mountain gotcha. all the time. Or just like body weight type things. 
Um, do you think it's different now or do you think that's still part of gymnastics? I think I mean, it's different. Yeah. Like yeah. It's more, people are more educated about Correct. lifting because you know, just more in shape and yeah. strength is a big part of everything. It's wild to me, like thinking back at it and knowing what I know now, how we weren't doing it back then and seeing how the world just learned that like bodies actually do better when you slow down and you lift those weights and you actually learn what your body responds to. So it is wild to think back. I also think we were so uneducated as people. Yeah. I remember like when I'd be working out like in college, the soccer team and the women's, they'd be like, I don't want to lift because I don't want to get jacked. And I, I finally had a coach one time, a strength coach go, yep. he goes, you don't want to get jacked? He goes, like, yeah, he's like, I don't want to look like those like, you know, bodybuilder. He goes, those people, he goes, he goes, those people work out eight hours a day, eat only protein, do all this stuff. He goes, you're working out you're lifting three days a week. Yeah. He's like, you're not, he goes, imagine if I just said, I don't want to go play soccer with you guys once a week because I'm afraid I'm going to go to the major league. I'm going to play like, <laughs> like, it's like, it, it, you're not just by lifting three days a week. You're not going to become some bodybuilder looking person. But now like being like fit and having muscles is like in, it's in now and like yeah. more educated and everything. But it was funny. Like back then when the girls, the women I went to school with, yeah. like, I don't want to become jacked. And he was just like, you know, oh. You're not just going to lift three days a week and become a bodybuilder. That's not, it's like, he's like, I'm not going to play basketball three days and be in the NBA. Like, that's not how it works. I feel that. I mean, the word I hate the most in today's society is bulky because that was me. I don't want to lift weights because I'm going to get bulky. And bulky had such a negative connotation to it when it's just what people think that it is. Like, if you're lifting weights and you're treating your body well with nutrition and loving yourself, like, I like the word tone and I don't like tone down because I don't want... I don't like people thinking tone down means you're losing weight. I like to tone up and just get a more defined strength into my routine. Yeah. Um, But that was me 100%. And so I, sometimes people will still say bulky or jacked and I'm just shake my head. I'll put put it this way. Yeah. You're just not going to lift like three, like people that are actually freakishly, like, like I think Sky probably lifts more than any person yes. that goes to body. She eats better than anyone knows it. And everyone's like, I want to be like, I, I would like to look like Sky. Like everyone's like, oh, like Sky's like fit. She's all, like, she's yep. toned up. Like I want to be like, and it's like, you think by just like lifting three days a week, you're going to be like, like she goes like hard and she yeah. was harder than anyone. And it's like, so some people are just like, like, you know how hard it is to get to that level? It's yeah. not like, like, and then to get to like a full on bodybuilder is like another level of that. It's, it's like, it's like, just can't just lift. Oh, I'm gonna get bulky because I'm gonna yeah. lift three days a week. That's crazy well, to say. And the thing that I ended up like falling in love with with strength training is yes, it made me feel strong physically, but it makes you feel like a baddie. Like you feel strong mentally. Like every time I'm doing a deadlift, I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. Like this is cool, and it just makes your confidence go up. It makes you feel stronger as like a person yeah. as well. But so then during COVID, I started strength training. Loved it. Went back to body when it was the little boxes format. And then I've always just loved fitness since then. It's healed such a large part of me that I walked away with gymnastics with a lot of wounds from. I had a really poor relationship with my body, my food, myself, and strength training kind of built that hole back up inside of me to be full again. Um, So it's something I'm really passionate about now. So that's why I started getting that passion to be a trainer. Um, I've had it for like, I want to say a couple years now, but I've always thought like, I'm too busy to do that. Um, I don't know if that's something that I can do. I'm not really ready for that. And then the passion just started building more and more. And when I turned 30 back 
in February, it hit like hard. I was like, you're 30 years old. Why are you not doing something that you so badly would want to do and would love to do and could help other people? I've always felt like God made me to help people. And what's a tangible way than using like my story to do that? So as soon as I was like, I want to do this, the next day body posted that they were hiring trainers. And I was like, okay, God wink. I think this is something that I should do. So I got my boyfriend up off the couch. We went outside. It was like almost dark. And I was like, hold the phone, film me. I'm sending in a video. I'm doing it now. He's like, oh, right now. I was like, right now. So sent in the video, sent in like the answers to the questions and wrote up basically what we're talking about now as to why I'm so passionate about it. And then was lucky enough to get the call and start the process. And I'm freaking stoked. Yeah. No, I, uh, we were talking with, with Emily and, uh, I said we should post everyone's video that they sent in. They got the job yeah. just to like, just to see, like, I think it'd be pretty funny. Like, or like, or at least, that like would be funny. yeah. Or like, I don't know how long they are. But like, like, is yours like it was a minute? A mi- oh yeah. So a minute long video, like perfect. We, yeah. I think we should post those re- to the reels yeah. and just see what everyone's like, how they got hired. And- My boyfriend had like a stabilizer and we're on like a path outside of our condo and he's like walking backwards and I'm walking towards him and I'm like, he's going to like, if he trips and falls, like it would be kind of make the video better, yeah. but he's like walking backwards. He's like, let's do another take. And he's mm. a video producer. So I was like, no, uh, <laughs> I was like, we got to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause, cause Emily had mentioned hers was like, I just put my video on, threw my hair up in a bun yeah, and sent it. Literally, <laughs> no makeup. I was like in pajamas. I was like, let me at least put like a sports bra on. Yeah. Like, damn. But your boyfriend being a, a video producer does like, he does help, but also kind of like, let's do some more professional. You're like, you're like, yeah. hey, hey, dummy, I'm just trying to send it to the gym. Like, you don't, you don't go to body. Well, I know what we just, I yes. know what they want. That's why he was like, you want to do it tonight? Like, I can go get all the gear. I'll get the lights. I'll get everything. Like, we'll do it, like, really well. I'm like, no. I'm like, if I don't do it right now, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, let's yeah. go. So it's an iPhone footage. The little stabilizer helped yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I could just picture him like, oh, we can get the lights. We'll yes. get some full production. And yeah. you're, like, you're like, hey, dummy, it, it, it's body. It's a gym. I, I'm, I'm not going to do, we're not putting on a full no, production. He, He's the, the sweetest he, he meant in the good, no, and, yeah, He meant it from he a good point. To help. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to help. But you were just like, it's like uh, you're like, Let's, if no, because if I sit on for 24 hours and you're going to yes. overthink it, exactly. you're going to start like thinking about scripts in your head. Yes. You're, you're going to be in the shower running through scenarios. I literally saw the posting and was like, oh, I have to do this now. And he goes and takes a shower. I had already written my full, like basically a cover letter essentially. Yeah. And I finished it and I was like, okay, do you want to hear it? And he's like, you already wrote it. I was like, no, we're doing this tonight. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, uh, like shower thoughts are the worst. Right? Sometimes it's like, it's funny. Cause when people are like, I don't know what I do if I hit the lottery. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I did. I've done this thought in my head 8,000 yeah. times shower. I know exactly how to spend this billion dollars of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what I'm doing. I've run the numbers through my head a bunch yeah. of times. So you, you probably have been like, Hey, if they ever have a job, you've probably already run it. So you're like, I just got to act on it right now. If I start thinking, I might overthink. Yes, exactly. I was like, I felt just called to do it in that moment. And so I just took the chance and felt like it was supposed to be. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So you're okay with us posting your video? Yeah, of course. Perfect. And I keep saying us, like I own body, I know, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, oh, us, Nikki, <laughs> myself and Nick, you know, the three. Yeah. Uh, you're the son. I'm, I'm so I'm the son. I am the yes. son of the adopted son. Yes. Which everyone, that's what my, my buddies say is like, oh, how's mom and dad doing? I'm like, oh, they're great. Mom's <laughs> in South Carolina. I meant Nikki and Nick, <laughs> you dummy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like, sorry, wrong parents. Sorry, sorry wrong parents. Wrong parents. Uh, um, but okay. Um, I'll see. What I guess. What can the body members expect from? Let me know. 
Well. Jeez. Oh. Yes, Siri wants to chime in. Uh, <laughs> what can the body members expect from you? A good time, I think. I want to just cultivate... No, you don't think. You know. I would love to cultivate a space where people just feel their best selves. And one, boxing is like the best place to do it because you're just... Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. You're like beating the shit out of the bag and like... I guess I already cussed in this, so that was a memory. I, have you heard me talk before? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you think I've gone through I wanted to 50, 50 podcasts okay. this year and not said one cuss word? Okay. <laughs> so my goal is everyone feels better walking out than they did when they walked in. So creating that vibe, creating that space for people to leave what they don't want and take what they need from that room and giving little... Sp- kind of spouts of positive encouragement along the way. And hopefully people resonate with that. I just want it to be kind of like what it was for me. It was a safe space to go to heal, to feel my best and walk out feeling like baddie. So I want to do that for other people too. Perfect. Love that. Good answer. Better than Emily's. Just kidding, Emily. Uh, Emily's the best. I know. She's also sitting right next to me. Yeah, for she's sitting next to us because we record before, so I I'm a big uh big jab guy. Throw a couple of jabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a big needle. Yeah, needle. we're jab girls. Yeah. Just well, she, she 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 she's not. She's a hook. She she throwing uppercuts and knockout punches. Oh. I'm yeah. a jab on the plant. I'm just a one two guy. She's okay. three fours, five, five six. sixes. Yeah, yeah. Uppercut, knee to the face. Uh, have, do you take do you take boxing classes? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I took was it, I think uh, Rick, Chloe and Burkell did a class last okay. uh, earlier this week. Or was so you're it coming last? to my first solo class. Tomorrow. When? 8 a.m. tomorrow. My first boxing class. We I'm on mimosa number three doing this. Uh, That's fine. We'll sweat it out. Yeah, and then uh, we're at the Metzger's house, which means yeah. a bottle of wine might be open. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I'll if, see you in the morning. If I'm awake, I will. Go. I remember I used to. I was going to 6:15 a.m. with you, you guys. Were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was. We'll get back on it. No, we won't. Okay. Um, actually, I probably could. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thanks for coming on. Yep. Uh, any, any, or any last thoughts for anyone? Anything you want to share? Um, if you're at a Coyotes game, don't come and bother her. She's working. You can't get to me anyways. I'm up high in the suite, so please feel free to wave, and I'll get you on camera if you're not wearing the other team's jersey. I'm wearing a Hartford, for the Bruins game, I'm wearing a Hartford Whalers jersey. Okay. That's okay. That's a team that got their hearts ripped out of the city. They got their hearts ripped out okay, of Okay, okay, fine, but... It has my name on it. I'll see how I feel. But last things I would say is if you're a member already, you know how great body is. If you are not and you're like feeling it out, I would say that this is the place that you want to go. They have, everyone has been so welcoming. All the members that are there now have been so nice. Like our first class is team teaching. Everyone is just hyping you up, feeling so encouraged. Um, All the current trainers are the nicest human beings. They trained us to be the the new trainers now. And they were absolutely amazing. And everyone knows how amazing that they already are, but the new group of people are genuine human beings. And I love every single one of them. So I think Nikki and the team pick like really amazing people. So if you're listening, come out, try it. I guarantee you'll feel better when you leave the class. Uh, You probably get this a lot. Oh, you go to body. Oh, it looks so intimidating. It looks so intimidating. It's so hard. And it's, it's honestly, it's, it's what you put. The best part about the hit class in a body is the first day you go to day 500, it's whatever effort you put in. Yeah. You get, so like you, if you're not in the best shape right now, well go and put whatever amount of effort you can put in Yeah, and the more in shape, you know, the better you, the more you go Then the fat. So if you only do 
10 burpees in a minute. Yeah. All right. That's fine in the beginning. But like after a couple of years, you're like, man, I just did 10 burpees in 30 seconds. Like yeah. it's a way, it is a spot where you can definitely like see your improvements yeah. and it's, it, it's your own pace. If you don't feel like working out today, you know, at least get in there and like you said, you love, you love doing deadlifts and, but like something, all right, maybe just grab the 30 pounds instead of the 50 pounds. You at least exactly. just do some movement and go at your own pace. I like to, like whenever people say that to me, I'm always like, it's what you want from it. And people think, oh, like people are looking, no one's looking at you. No one. Everyone is doing their own thing. Like everyone else is thinking you're looking at them when really everyone's only concerned about themselves and they have their own personal journey there. You go into a strength class. If you're new, don't pick up the fifties. If you want to go weightless, you're still going to get a great workout, pick up a lighter weight and build your way up. I started deadlifting fifteens and worked my way up in the last three years. So I think people shouldn't be afraid to go to it because no one's looking at you. Everyone's just there to have a great time, get their time in and you can pick the fives if you really need to start there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The only time people notice is if you sweat everywhere and you don't clean it up. That's the only thing people notice about Valid. I, since starting at body and I want Nikki to listen to this and see if we make one, I've always joked around. I want to make a body etiquette Instagram page just so people understand some of the etiquette because the amount of sweat piles that I have laid in and the amount of times my weights have ended up one on the left side of the room and one on the I, right side of the room. I do feel bad sometimes because there are like, obviously there's people that sweat a lot. Yeah. And if we do bench press, they then go and they clean up after yes. themselves. But then it's like you're on Lysol. Yeah, you're just you're, you're but laying I'm on fine the sweat. With that. No, you're fine with that. But it is it is funny that like, but no, not the Lysol part. It's then I go and lay on it, yes. and then I get up and I'm not sweaty, but it looks, looks like, like I it. sweat everywhere. So then I'm like, it looks like I. It's gonna be the first round. Like this person's sweaty, and I'm like, oh, now it looks like I sweat. Everywhere. So then I wipe it down too. All and the I'm like, girls, then this person has to lay in this. The girls like, can be spotted though because whatever sports bra you're wearing, it leaves yeah. that print on yeah. the bench. So I'm like, who has the three straps? Yeah. Like. Wipe it down. But if they do wipe it down, they lay on it, then it yes. absorbs it, and you're just like, I'm like, uh, is that sweater? Is that, I think that's just like someone else who wiped it down, life saw, and they, <laughs> that's that true. person has like a full on shirt. So, that's yeah, true. It is, it is funny, like that whole Sometimes I, just, I take, like, if I'm wearing leggings, I'll just like wipe my shin down the bench, and I'm like, it's fine. I wash these pants after, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No, you wear the same pants every day. Every day. You know, every day, same ones. Every um, day. <laughs> all right, anyways, well, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Natal. Natal Gentilly. Just Natal. Natal. All right. Make sure you remember that. Do not call her. We're not going to say the name, but don't call her that other name to confuse people. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Remember, again, subscribe, listen, download, leave a review. If you want to be on the podcast, write in, send an email, reach out to Nikki or myself. Say, hey, this is what I do. I'm a body member of X amount of years. I want to be on it. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.